by split decision. And we are rolling. Welcome to another episode of Split Decision UK. This is episode number 38, home of all your, your MMA talk. We are the every man's view on the world of MMA. We're just a couple of fans. My name's Joe. I'm joined over Skype by my co-host, Matt. How you doing, Matt? I'm blinding, Joe. How are you? Yeah, it's quite blind. normal. We're on a Sunday. I know. It's been a while since we've done it on a Sunday, haven't we? We were going to meet up, but this is second best. It's been, it's been a good effort. I'm pleased to be here. What have you been up to? Not, not a lot. Been gym. Got a take guy in. Had a quiet one. Going to get cracking. Been Watched the fights this morning. Have you seen them? Yeah, I've got up for the majority of the main card. Um, I always regret it because I feel like... Yeah, what time I'm was over. that then? Well, I set the alarm for... Well, I did it last week for Leon Edwards. I thought I'll... I got up about 5am and uh, that was just in time for round five of the main events. So I thought <laughs> I better do it a little bit earlier this time and... Uh, Got up about quarter past four, so I just caught the Jeff Neal and Nico Price fight onwards. So the only three I was sort of really... Three decent ones then, yeah. Early yes. though, isn't it? Yeah, it, oh, yeah, I felt rough. Well, you've done well to is. join us. Yeah, I, I can uh, actually offer some insight this week. So should we crack on? Yeah, so main event, pretty much this This is what this pay-per-view was all about. Max Holloway did what we all expected, I think. Uh, as I was watching it, I was thinking, yeah, this is... This is the way I, I thought it would go, as as I'm sure most people did. It was a pretty convincing win. Not too much happened, and uh, yeah, another another notch on his his featherweight run for for Holloway. Another notch on the bedpost. Yeah, That's it. Um, it just never really caught fire for me, though. I mean, I thought it was very good technically. I mean, Edgar was sort of getting off, but with no real power, it seemed no real damage. And, yeah, never really uh, Holloway... rocked him. Nah, exactly. And Holloway just looked like he sort of eased to a decision. Yeah, never really caught fire for me. I thought it was interesting enough. But like we said last week, we we expected Holloway to win pretty easily. And we couldn't really see what Edgar was going to offer him. Um, as it is, that's how it turned out. Yeah, I think I think he thought I could fight Edgar. I don't think it was one of those ones where you can walk away and say, oh, I didn't really... Didn't really put it all together on on that occasion. I thought he did okay. Did the best that he probably could do for Max. It was a, a nice, decent fight. I, I, I wonder where he goes from here because we saw Edgar after the fight in his his interview. He got a little shout out, so he said he's still got some fight in him. He wants to carry on, but I guess uh, I'd, I'd like to see Volkanovski get in there now. He he was uh, brought in as a, a reserve for this week. He weighed in. He was all on weight, ready to step in if anyone fell out. I think you got to give it to Volkanovski next. Yeah, I think it'll rest, well, definitely Volkanovski next, without a doubt. Um, it's just whether or not Max can turn it around and get on that Australia card. I think that's the the plan. Obviously, he's had two 25-minute, well, I was going to say wars. The Poirier one was a war. This one was probably a little bit more or less taxing on himself. But even so, um, three fight camps in the space of, what, six months? Yeah. It's a bit of yeah. a push. Do you think he'll get it? get it turned around in time I think Max would be up for it it's just whether or not his, uh, his body is I think Max probably could to be honest I think I think it'd be a brilliant addition to the car two title fights with uh, oh, 100%. three superstars from that region and another from in Max Holloway who's one of the best of all time it'd make it one of the, the biggest cards of all time that's a much better fight than we saw this weekend just gone I think as well old Volksy I reckon he can offer a lot more it seems like uh, Volkanovski is sort of like um, I wouldn't 
wouldn't say an upgrade of Frankie Edgar, but um, a bit fresher, a, isn't he? A younger, more sort of yeah, uh, yeah fresher, a newer version, sort of 2.0 of Frankie Edgar, and uh, could probably offer a few more, few more sort of uh, I don't know things to think about for Max. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, all right then. Where next for Frankie Edgar then? Because I think I was quite surprised he says he's got quite a lot left in the tank. Um, I thought this would be it, win or lose. Yeah, I, I, I was a little bit surprised as well, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. It's tough, isn't it? Because he's, wait, he's, wait, he's waited all this time for his title shot. He can't, you know, that, that was it. He, he lost pretty convincingly. What, what, what do you do now? 35? As in the weight class? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought he meant his age. Nah, nah. Well, yeah, they they, they they mentioned that, didn't they? I think, but regards with regards to his age, he's too old, isn't he, to drop another ten pounds? Yeah, I mean, I think he's thirty-seven now. But it's, we said it last week; it's unbelievable he even made any sort of headway at lightweight. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, arguably beating Benson Henderson twice. I know he did lose, but like when you look at Henderson going up to welterweight at times, and now Frankie Edgar looking out sort of undersized at featherweight. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty mad, and I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility. But like you say, with the age, I think it's going to be tough. At thirty-seven, I think he is to drop ten more pounds. It will take a lot out of his game. He's all about movement and speed and in and out. Um, I think I think that would take a lot away from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? But I think. He'd definitely be a decent addition to that division, so we'll have to see. But I do, while we're here, I want to give a shout-out to Felicia Spencer because she is tough as old boots, and she put on a decent show. I was looking at that co-main event up against Cyborg, and I was thinking, well, I'm not sure what to expect from this one. I don't really know if this is going to be much of a contest, but fair play to Spencer. I think it's only a second fight in the UFC, but she put on a, a right show and gave Cyborg like everything, you know, as much as she could, she could give back, almost. Yeah, I was... I was well impressed. Yeah, definitely. I was watching the embedded shows all week, and you you're looking at thinking like she was um, that's like a fan. She was just pleased to be there, just fangirling out, seeing Frankie Edgar and that sort of stuff. She didn't look like she was uh, ready physically or just in her headspace. She just looked like she was happy to be there. But come game time, she was she was well up for it, taking every punch, cutting Cyborg in the second round when she had up are up against the fence. Cyborg looked gassed. Yeah, she did, didn't uh, she? Looked like she might be able to sort of turn it on a little bit. But um, I thought five rounds. I wanted. I was watching it. I was thinking, yeah, over five rounds. You know, I think this Spencer's doing all right. And then, of course, it's the first fight we've seen in forever that Cyborg's in that isn't five rounds. So I think that definitely played a, a big factor. I know. I know. I think Cyborg won every round in 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 the scorecards, didn't she? But. I think an extra two rounds on that, and I think we've got a rather more interesting result. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that confused Joe Rogan a couple of times. He thought it was going five rounds. Uh, he had to be corrected numerous times. With Big <laughs> yeah. Smoking too much weed, I think. But um, yeah, I thought she her stock went up. They said it numerous times in defeat. She she was tough as old boots. Um, I've yes. Yeah. I was impressed, though. I thought she did well. Especially, it's a tough place to be in on your eighth professional fight against Cyborg. Second fight in the UFC, Canada as well. So, yeah, fair play to her. Both her stock's only gone up. And Cyborg, that was the last fight on her contract. Will she hang around, get that Nunes fight, or will she move on to Pastures New? I think probably 
the money. I think, I think I think the most money is in the Nunes fight. That'll be on a pay per view, and that'll that'll get some decent wedge. I would have thought. So if I would, if I was, a, you'd probably be looking to sign a one fight deal or a two fight deal. I know the UFC are not known for doing that, but maybe with a little bit of leverage that Cyborg has got, because she's the only one in that division, she might be able to work something out. But I think she'd probably only want to come back, get a rematch with Nunes, and then maybe if she wins that, get the, get the third one. And then that that'd be two big paydays and walk away because otherwise she does seem quite upset with the UFC all round. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the issue, isn't it? She seems to have this uh, chip on her shoulder about the UFC, despite what they've they seem to be creating a division for her, putting in these big fights, main event in uh, shows, but um, there still to be some kind of um, needle between her and her company. So it does beg the question whether she would, if Bellator made an offer, for example, who have got a thriving featherweight division, whether she'd jump ship for similar cash, probably, which Bellator are known to do, to offer UFC stars uh, a bit more money to come over. Um, I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility, really. And looking at last night's performance, I think, do you think uh, she'd beat Nunes second time round? Not after last night. Probably not, no. 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 Who knows, eh? Um, but yeah, like you said initially, fair play Felicia Spencer, and none of us thought she had a chance, and and she did great. All righty then, let's have a, another look at the uh, the rest of the main card. So I, I've I sat up and watched it this morning. It, it wasn't the most interesting to to start with. We had J- Christoph Jotko got a decent. This this was okay against Mark Andro Barrio. I think Barrio wanted a little bit of a tear up, and Jotko wasn't having any of it. In the end, it went to Jotko split decision. And uh, my man Armen Saryukian, still can't know it, don't know how to say his name, but he got a win over Obin Mercier, unanimous decision, pretty boring again. So I opened up with these two decisions where it, there was a lot of booze, neither, neither man in either fight was that attacking. And then we came to Jeff Neal and Nico Price, and this one, for me, this this one pretty much saved the card up, up to this point, because cracking win for Jeff Neal, second round TKO, vicious, vicious ground and pound on the floor, and... The only, the only criticism, maybe a little touch early stoppage, but yeah, nevertheless, great victory for Jeff Neal and this, this one set the card on fire. Yeah, Price always brings it, he just makes it a brawl every time. Loves it. Yeah, he does love it. Um, but yeah, he was he was battering him from his guard, so I, I personally didn't think it was that early. I don't... Just a, I, just just... a smidge, because just, yeah, just half a second or so more, because Price was still... Moving, I know it was one of those ones where every time Neil hit him, it kind of looked looked like it shook him a little bit, but then he would just kind of snap straight back into it. So I don't know. I would have liked. To, I would have. I would have given him a couple more. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, yeah. I think. I think he would have probably won anyway. And Jeff Neil does look a good prospect, doesn't he? Definitely. Yeah. Looks looks like a monster, doesn't he? Yeah. So all in all, that main card, Joe. Would you reckon? Started off slow, but it it, it did finish off okay. I thought the main event was a. A little bit lacklustre, but the co-main was much better than I thought it was, so I guess those two balance each other out. And Jeff Neal looked very impressive. What do you think about the main card? Um, I can only vouch for the top three. I thought it was okay. Yeah, Not it was a lot probably, of star power. probably quite a good card for you with those top um, three fights. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to gauge. I've said to you, was the main event as boring as I thought it was at the time? Because when you get up at R4 and you're trying to watch a 25-minute fight and there's nothing really too exciting in happening... It's it's tough to. You're just uh, praying for some flash knockout, aren't you? So you can go back to Kip. Exactly that. I remember <laughs> UFC 200 when I stayed up for it. I was like, "This is so long. I just want to go to bed." And, <laughs> and 
Nunes uh, knocked out Tate in the first in the uh, first round. I'm yeah, buzzing. yeah, I saved you. But uh, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Well, do you know um, what? I, I thought the prelims were pretty good. Did you see any prelims? Well, we said, didn't we? The prelims look all right. It was yeah. just the main card that looks a bit dodgy. Um, I only saw one of the fight pass prelims. Joe, what were good on the the uh, the others? Well, our man, we got a soft spot for him, Hakim Dawodu. He's Canadian himself, so this was in his home country. And he picked up a, a very, very impressive win, I thought, against Hori, or Horier, as they're calling him, but... Yeah, Horier's got this kind of wild style, very expansive, light on his feet, in and out, all over the place. And for one and a half, two rounds, he really frustrated Duodu. And Duodu was just stalking him down. And every time he get close, Hori would just kind of move away. But he showed something really impressive for me from for, for, from what I saw with Duodu because he managed to keep it all together, keep his frustrations within himself. And in the third round, he came back, big knee, vicious head kick. Got a nice TKO win against Horier, and I think that was a real big test, and I think he's proven a lot there. Yeah, it was that's the head kick knockout, right? I, yeah. I think I did see that. That was pretty impressive, and he, he continues to impress. Um, Seems to be getting better and better at the moment. He certainly does. What else was on there? Well, we had the flyweight fight. We've got our own thoughts about the division. We, we, we want to see it get back. And Figueredo against Pantoja, we thought this would be a cracking fight, and it turned out to be a, a brilliant fight, and Figueredo got the win unanimous decision but he looks like a scary prospect and Benavidez I think he better hurry he better hope hurry up and hope that he gets his title shot quickly because Figueredo looks quite impressive and I'd like to see him go up against Cejudo yeah um, hopefully there's some more contenders created in the next few months uh, for Figueredo to build his name a little bit more while Benavidez gets his shot but yeah exciting times it looks like it's here to stay doesn't it Joe it does now yeah and even John, John Anik was talking it up during the commentary, so that that must speak something, I would say. I, I put it more down to your impassioned play a few weeks back. Yeah, he might have listened. He might have. You never know. It's not like the. <laughs> it's well, not impossible. Up. Can I ask you something about this this card? Yeah, go on. Or the last couple of cards, actually. Um, I've got to say, I'm not a fan of this. I don't know if it's down to uh, other commitments, but the the two men in the booth of the commentary, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I, I noticed that actually. It was well, obviously I noticed it. I watched it, but uh, it was yeah, it was just lacking, wasn't it? I mean, and we, we've been used to free on a pay per view for a while now, and uh, I guess DC is busy. It was Felder yeah, he's got a fight? Felder has got a fight, but not yet. Yeah. September. Bisping out and about doing other things, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, who else? There, Cruz. No, Dan he's... Hardy didn't bring him in. Yeah, I don't know if it's something they're trying. Because Cruz was there last week, wasn't he? Or the week before, I forget now. But they only had two. It was John Ag, uh, Don Cruz. I think, uh, if, I think if the card might have been a bit more lively and there was a little bit more going on, then maybe the two would have been okay. But they didn't really have much to chat about, I guess. Would that be fair? Uh, I, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't seem like they click at all. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm used to three and there's probably more Bands. chat going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just hope it's not something that's, uh, they're planning on sticking with and that it's a temporary uh, solution to whatever issues they're having. Yeah, yeah. I, I, pre- I prefer the three, so I'm sure we'll see them back in there because I think it was pretty noticeable. Yeah, it was. Diluted the product a little bit, but um, like you say, it's probably down to the actual quality of the card rather than that. I mean, maybe we're nitpicking. Overall, I'd probably give it a little five, out of six, four, five or six out of ten. Nothing to uh, get too excited about. 
So we'll move on to the picks then. And I went into this weekend with a 5-3 lead. And I have to say, I've only gone and extended that lead. It is now 6-3 because we made pick six picks again this week. And I've only gone and smashed it. I've got a 5 out of 6 again. You were close though. You got 4 out of four out of 6 yourself. And it was just that one fight where I went for big Jeff Neal. You went for big Nico Price. That let you down. We both got Pantoja wrong. Otherwise, we got the rest right. So... I hate to say it, Matthew, but I've now extended that to 6-3. And we've had a, a nice bit of chat from your end about how 2-0, that's a dangerous lead. That's sort of two-goal difference. and it's 3 worse. Yeah. <laughs> For me. <laughs> yeah. Can I make a suggestion on this? Yeah, please do. Um, so say, for example, uh, we both got four out of six. Yes. Uh, instead of moving forward with a draw and just saying, actually, okay, no one wins this week, I think we should bring in some kind of point system. So if we, for example, on one fight, you had a decision and I had uh, so-and-so to win by a knockout, I think I should get the point there. Yeah. I, if they win by knockout, for example. I think that's a superb idea, young Matthew. Because who knows, these ones where we've both got equal equal picks over the weeks where no one's actually won you or I might have actually sort of picked up more points along the way. So I think we should do that moving forward. I think it would make it a little bit more interesting as well. Yeah, my, my only condition will be, because I think I see what you're trying to do here, we're not going to go back and look at the weeks that we've drawn and see if you can scrape oh, no, together so, a few extra no. points. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> all right, okay, as long as we're like okay with that. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. I think it makes it a little bit more interesting as well. No, I agree. Yeah, I think it's a nice little touch. Well, there you go. Now you're in trouble. You are in trouble now, son. Enjoy <laughs> it while it lasts. In four weeks' time, you'll be laughing on the other side of your dish. That's it. Six free. Nice. I'm not getting angry at all. Should we go into some news before it gets sour? Let's have it, shall we? We've got a nice chunk of news this week. The postman has been, and uh, let's get cracking. <laughs> uh, what's he delivered, Joe? Go on. Well, first one, I think you you better leave with this one. Brendan Lofnan. Yeah, I was convinced he was going to get signed by um, Bellator. Obviously, they're trying to crack the UK market. Got plenty of uh, fires over from Bama over the last year or so. A couple of UK free agents. They're obviously, well, trying to get into the Sky Sports side of things. Uh, not trying very well, but he's actually signed with the pfl obviously he's in the featherweight tournament now i believe so the winner obviously gets a million dollars so oh we got in the tournament did he i think he initially weren't gonna be but then it uh, i read later he's actually in the tournament so nice that's a that's a massive opportunity there a million bucks to win it yeah so um i'm not sure how it works i don't know if it's i mean do you watch the pfl joe what's your no i don't really know where to watch it if i'm honest yeah so i think you you have to get seeded if you win a certain fight or something. I think, it sounds quite interesting, to be honest. But, I've heard um, I've heard Eve Levine talk about uh, not Eve Levine, Eve Edwards talk about it on uh, Charles Rogan. Yeah, the Savage is just uh, mugging off his employer in the UFC. But they they give out different points for for different methods of victory and stuff like that, don't they? And then the, at the league table at the end, or is it one? Yeah, I, I I like the sound of it, to be honest. Yeah, so when you get into like the last round of fights, it's like say you need X amount of points, you can't just win. You need to stop him. And yeah. I think that brings a completely different dimension to it. And I think it's uh, a good new concept. Um, and I'd like to see it sort of brought over here or at least being able to watch over here. Yeah, but that'd definitely be interesting. If we get a big winner 
from the UK in Brendan Lochnane. Um, maybe we will see it in a year or so. Hope so. So we've got another one. What about Chrissy Weidman making the move up to light heavyweight? Confirmed. He's been looking to go up there for a while. I've been wanting to see him go up after a few losses at middleweight. He's in. He's got a tough task ahead of him, I think. Yeah, he's not mess. He's not messing about with his first fight, is he? A bona fide light heavyweight in Reyes. Reyes was looking for the Jones fight, so this shows you the level. That's that it. Well, uh, this must be. At. This must be the contender fight, isn't it? Because the UFC probably fancy Weidman up against Jones, so this is probably the one. I've got to say, I'm worried for Weidman in this one. After watching the the Rockhold and Blackowitch one, when they come up against bona fide light heavyweights, it's uh, it's not going to be easy. It's twenty pounds, Joe. That's a lot. It's a lot of that sort of. I don't know. It's a lot of weight to give up. Um, well, he's, he's, he's not that huge. Is. Weidman isn't that huge at middleweight, anyways. Yeah, I don't think really. I know people say Rockhold was big, but he's kind of tall. Weidman, yeah, he's not a massive middleweight. Um, yeah, I mean. He, I don't know, it's tough. It's not one of those you look at and think, oh, when's he going to move up sort of thing, like Romero. Yeah, that's it. He's really missing weight and things like that. Um, Boulder County does have to cut a lot of weight, so we'll see. But I don't know, I think it's a tough one to come into. You've got to start easing these fighters in. Yeah, so that could have a big shock on the cards. That could be Rockhold and Weidman kind of completely out of the picture. So we'll have to see how that one goes down. I like Weidman, I really do. Um, I if Reyes is the underdog, uh, I'll, I'll be putting some money on him. Let's put it that way. What about Nick Nall then? He's uh, another sign-in. He has signed for Bellator. And I'm I'm, I'm glad to see this. I, I'd, li- I'd like to see how he does and gets on in there. I think he almost almost made his way into the USC. Obviously, for anyone listening who doesn't know, Nick Nall was born with, uh, what I don't know what you call it, half an arm on, on one side. So it only goes down to the elbow. And then he's got one fully functioning arm, and he, he's a professional mixed mar- martial artist. And I, I think this is great news that he gets the sort of exposure in Bellator. Yeah, I think it's a one fight deal. Um, he's fighting the guy who beats that chap from Geordie Shaw, I believe. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I think so, anyway. So, um, yeah, it should be an interesting contest. Noel's been in there with Gaethje, uh, so it's yeah, you, which when you look at it now, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I know. Mad. That's that's harsh, harsh work there. But it just shows you the sort of levels he's competed at before, and he he's not to be taken lightly. And I I, I would love to see him go on a little run and and do quite well because this this is inspiring, really. It is, isn't it? I mean, it's madness to be able to get step in there with that sort of disability. I guess he probably wouldn't call it that, but even so, it's a pretty good effort. Vic's moving up. Yeah, James Vic. We said we said it last week, didn't we? It's probably about time, and he agrees at last. Yeah, it's about time he was cutting a ridiculous amount of weight. He's six foot three, going down to one hundred and fifty five pounds. I think he could be a force if he sort of fixes those it seems to be striking defence. He seems to have the same bad habits. If he can fix those, I think he could be a force because he's he's got that body for it. I'm glad he's moved up and not killing himself to get down to a lightweight anymore and those three losses didn't help him at all. So I'm pleased for him to go up. One thing I'm not pleased for, Joe. Um, don't know if you can guess it. Just briefly, sorry, just briefly. No, go that, on. Was, that was a nice little segue you had planned there, and I, I hate to jump in. Just on cool. on on James Vick moving up, right decision. Do you, have you seen enough though? Is it kind of yeah? I don't, I don't think he can make it up at welterweight either. Or do you think he's got a chance? I think he's got a chance. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got a, plenty of talent, um, and he showed enough in the Felder fight. 
the Gaethje one didn't last long, and that's Justin Gaethje. He's on the cusp of the the contenders in that division. Uh, and Dan Hooker's no mug. So I, I do think he has enough about him. And but you got to think, before that free sort of fight skid, he was on quite a run himself. So I think he'd go back to the drawing board, maybe take, I don't know, six to nine months off, put on a bit of muscle or whatever, build the frame up correctly and um, make the necessary technical adjustments. I think he could do quite well up there, provided he doesn't jump in with the the walls yeah, too it. quickly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, do you not then? Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence at the moment. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'd like, like you say, if you can ease him in, start with an unranked person probably and then work it that way, then yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be champion or anything, but I think he could certainly make a go for it without even having to cut all that weight. So do you want to slip your segue back in and then I'll go back and I'll cut the rest out? No, no, no that's all right, son. <laughs> BJ Penn, what's going on here? God knows, yeah. Got another fight against Nick Lentz. And after his fight against Clay Guida, where he lost there, I mean, this isn't any easier, I don't think. Why is it getting made, though? This will be eight uh, losses in a row. <laughs> Saying that just sounds mad, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. He must have dirt on someone. Yes, that's what I was thinking. You got a, <laughs> um, you got a question, Dana White here for me. Because he, he says he's not shy in pulling other people out, really, is he, Dana? No, I mean even before the last one, he said he'll never fight again, and then he said in a press conference that he had a phone call with BJ Penn, and he's convinced him that he needs to give him one more time. Uh, one more go and he, this is the last time definitely definitely the last time he oh, will ever really? be the UFC banner it's like we have heard it before uh, they also mentioned that in 2013 Dana White was worried about the amount of damage that BJ Penn was taking six years ago and he's still uh-huh. taking damage I mean I think a lot of people are concerned about particularly with some of his erratic behavior recently that this is probably not helping and the UFC uh, aren't helping either by throwing him back in there. Nick Lentz isn't no mug either. It's not like he's going in there with CM Punk or you or I. He's going in with Nick Lentz who's uh, a legitimate, was a legitimate contender at one point. So Yeah, well he, he lost yeah. to Charles Oliveira in his last fight and you know, imagine what Charles Oliveira would do to BJ Penn. So that shows the different kind of levels that they've been fighting at recently. Yeah, I mean, they've had a bit of beef, but a lot of people have beef. Don't mean they have to, get, have to have a fight. If no. you're going to do it, UFC should wash their hands saying, look, if you're going to do it, do it somewhere else. We're not going to put it on. <laughs> They're meant to be the... Do it in a car park. Exactly. Yeah, fair. yeah that's where it should be done. Take this outside, you toe rags. Exactly. But it's, you're meant to pride yourself on being the pinnacle, uh, the greatest fighting organisation, the best fight, the best, and all that. And it makes a bit of a mockery of it, but... And one other thing is, like, you could kind of understand it if if he was bringing in eyes and he was bringing in money and stuff, but no one's paying to see BJ Penn anymore. Well, they... Do you, they... you tune into a car to see BJ Penn? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Maybe a little bit of intrigue, but only from the people who are probably going to be watching it anyway. You're not bringing in anything more. I don't know, it's just bizarre. Oh, there you go, UFC. Your, your boys took one hell of a beat in there from young Matthew. Well, I think it needed to be said. And it's, <laughs> it's all from love as well. I know, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. I know, it's from a good place. Yeah. All right, any, then, so... Any more news? Not I, a lot of fight news as such, is there? No, I think that's it, really, for fight news. Cool. 
So, shall we go to the Safawa? Safawa, the Simon Safawa for Wolf, for outstanding achievement for weekly gittery or weekly non-gittery. A bit more positive <laughs> stuff. Um, my pick this week, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the job. First off, I've been clamouring for Simon Safaroff to make his return and no sign of it just yet I've, I thought uh, he'd be nailed on for that uh, Abu Dhabi card I know I can't believe it and he keeps popping up on my Twitter he's always doing live videos and I was thinking here we go he's trying to build the hype we've got something something going on but old Simon he's just not getting the break at the moment uh, he's just he's teasing he's, uh, he, he, he knows what he's doing I've seen him in these little videos of his kicking the pads looking mean that's it but, uh, yeah, I look forward to that one. But, yeah, Simon Saffron Wolf for outstanding achievement. Obviously, I think Dana White's already had it before. I think he's been nominated a record number of times. But I think the BJ Penn situation should get a little shout-out. Yeah, it'd be difficult not to mention that one. Um, yeah, I won't go through the reasons again. <laughs> I, I don't think Dana... I think he has to be ruled out of this one. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he, he's always up there, and I think a nomination will do on this time. Felicia Spencer... I think he deserves a, an honorary mention. 100%, yeah. Proved us all wrong, I think. Lost, all right, she lost, but cracking cracking performance, I felt. Yeah, tough as old boots. Pretty green in terms of experience and and had no fear at all. And she was eating punches like they were nothing at times. Uh, obviously, opened up a cut on Cyborg. Yeah, very impressed, and I think everybody else was too. Big mention to her. I'd like to mention Volkanovski as well. Go on. Flew around the world. I think he had some pretty long-winded uh, commute as well to Canada, flying in to weigh in uh, in case someone dropped out, as you mentioned before. Obviously, no one did, so wasted, yeah. wasted journey. <laughs> but that's probably rubber stamped his uh, next it. shot at the title, I think. So yeah, brown that's points, what it? Exactly that. We thought he probably might get screwed over. He, he might get a bit unlucky. He might get forgotten about with that great performance against Aldo earlier in the year, but... No, I think that's rubber stamped him in for hopefully that Australia card yeah. in October, I think. Yeah, played it well. I've got one other shout as well. I don't know if you saw it. Do you remember that fight the other day in Cage Warriors where the blood caused the... Yeah, they called the it off. To, to halt it, yeah. yeah. Um, Nicholas Dalby, uh, I think it's Ross Houston as well for the welterweight title, called off halfway through the fight because too much claret and everyone's slipping around over the place. Good call by Mark Goddard. Uh, Nicholas Dalby, of course, from Norway. I don't know if you know, Joe, but he's had uh, quite well-documented issues. He was at depression, and I think he was just in the lowest place he could have been a couple of years ago. He was in the UFC before, was cut, uh, made a comeback in Cage Warriors not long ago, and he is now back in the UFC in the Copenhagen card. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen Graham Boylan's video of him telling him uh, via Skype, and it's quite an emotional video. He sort of... It's quite inspiring to see where he was not long ago and now he's back where he wants to be. Um, so I'm giving him the Safawa. I think it's quite a feel-good story for Nicholas Dalby to see him back in the UFC, back where he belongs. Nice, yeah. I think that those sorts of stories, they're always good to see, aren't they? And I think we're, we especially like them here at Split Decision UK. So congratulations to that man. Congratulations for everything that he's done so far. And it's kind of a nice little reward for him, isn't it? So yeah, well done to that man. Okay then, Matthew, where do you want to go to now? Should we go into next week's pretty thin on the ground card? This is it, because you look at next week's card, you look at the main event and you think, I cannot wait for this card. This is going to be 
ridiculous. And then you have a look at everyone else and you're like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe not. So what we got? We got UFC on ESPN numero five. Do you want to start off with a big one? Yeah, I think we've got it. It's the only place to start, really. Uh, it is a massive one, though. Colby Covington. Is he, he's not the interim champ anymore, is he? Former interim champion, Colby Covington, versus former UFC champion, Robbie Lawler. It's a big one. Plenty of uh, implications of this. Um, a lot of other fighters waiting in the wings. Their, their future rests on the result of this fight, which makes it uh, extra special. Yeah, so it's it's definitely an interesting one. It's a huge fight in the context of the division. When you, when you look when you look at the fight, what are you what are you kind of seeing from it? What what are you taking out of this fight? What does it mean to you? Well, first off, I think it's a good fight. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely. Stylistically, it's going to be a good fight. Obviously, I don't know really. Because if you hit, in in on. in one sense, if you look at it, you look at you look at Colby Covington. And he was the interim champion. And ever since he won that belt, he sat out and he has done what he's done. And for whatever reason, he hasn't ever got that title shot. Other people have in his place. He's refused to fight all that time. And now he's come back and he's up against Robbie Lawler, who's uh, lost his last fight. He's on a kind of comeback trail himself. But a little bit out of that top five. He's really, This isn't really a contender match if you think if Lawler wins he's probably not getting a title shot so it's I don't know I guess it's interesting when you look back at Covington coming back after so long and this is the fight that he's chosen to take if you see what I mean do you think it's because Lawler is Robbie Lawler and this is a big money maker potentially I mean it's not a pay-per-view yeah I think it's he is a big name I think it will get him over with the casual fans on ESPN if he beats Robbie Lawler, people will sit, sit up and take notice. Um, I think also there's no one really else for him to fight at the time. Everyone else was sort of tied up. Yeah, so, yeah I guess so. And you could look at it thinking he's a beatable matchup and this is going to solidify my shot at the actual champion. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's never easy to beat Robbie Lawler. So I don't know. I think, it, like I say, though, it does rest. Um, well, I the future of Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal fully rests on the result of this fight. If Colby yeah. wins, them two will probably look like they're going to fight each other. If Robbie wins, I think Masvidal's a shoo-in. Um, so Leon Edwards will certainly be hoping for Colby to get this win here. So what What do you think? I guess, well, I, so I think I think Covington will get it done. I think he'll probably, probably a decision that's pretty, if you look at his record, that, that's what he does. Every sort of bloke, bloke, he kind of beats up. He wrestles them and he beats them up for five rounds and, three or five rounds, whichever way, and he's got a brilliant gas tank. So I reckon Covington will win. So I think I think we're probably looking at him, yeah, he's going to have to get another fight after this. So hopefully, like I say, he has been out for a little while. Hopefully this is a sign that Covington is just back now and he's right, thought, sod it, I've, I've tried playing my games, it's not going to get me the title shot. So now he's going to come back, get a win over Covington, then probably fight Masvidal and then fight Usman when he's back from his injury. And I think, I think it's a, Overall, I'm I'm well pleased that Covington is back because he gets a lot of stick, doesn't he? And he is a little bit of an ass, and he he's kind of transformed himself into this character, and we can all see through it. But he's been uh, he's been hard done by, I do think, because obviously he was the interim champ, wasn't he? So overall, I'm I'm pleased to see him back, Colby. And I like I say, I expect him to get it done, and I think this finally kind of gets this welterweight division moving. It's been stuck in traffic for a little while. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, I do like. I'm starting to like Covington now. Yeah, definitely. Difficult to root for him against Lawler because Lawler's so likable. 
big fan favourite. But I do I would like to see Covington win purely for the reasons you just said in that it will get the, the division moving again. He has been sort of hard done by, like you say, a little bit. These interim titles getting stripped and they're not getting the actual shot. It's just silliness. So I'd like to see him against uh, Usman for the for the real title. And I think it'd be an entertaining build-up and an entertaining fight if it did get to that. The fight itself, I don't know. I keep flip-flopping on it, to be honest. You look at Covington's record. He doesn't knock out too many people. Lawler can wrestle. so uh, And he's got a decent gas tank. So I, I, could, I would not be surprised for a late Lawler come from behind knockout. Well, do you want some odds, baby boy? Yeah, go on. Who, who do you think's the five? I think Commington's favourite. Yeah, he is. Do you want to hazard a guess? Two to five. <laughs> Bang on, yeah. Two to five, Covington. So what is that? Seven to four? Yeah, seven to four, Lawler. Yeah. yeah. About right, isn't it? I mean, Covington... Yeah, I think so. Lawler's lost his last two or something, so... Yeah. Yeah. And Covington's on quite the run. So, just odds. Obviously, he's got the age as well. He's He's got gas for days, so... Yeah, I, I think he's the rightful favourite, and hope I kind of hope he does get it done, just purely so we can get the Masvidal Edwards one as well. So, multiple reasons. So, so, pick at the moment. Like I say, I'm flip flopping in it. Yeah, I think if, if Covington does get it done, it will be a decision. But I, I can see Lawler. I can see Lawler hurting him. To be honest, gotta say. Yeah, it's intriguing. It is, isn't it? Definitely. Particularly definitely. When, when you look at Lawler in that Askren fight, he looked. Yeah, like, like a savage, didn't he? Yeah, looked yeah. in tremendous shape as well. And I, and you can just tell that someone like Covington would get up his nose. <laughs> yeah, Proper, big time, big time. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, which pff, can't be said for the rest of the card. Maybe bar the co-main for me. I mean, what are your thoughts on this card in general, Joe? This is such a strange co-main event. I think. It's like it's time travel again, isn't it? It's, it's back top of the pops USC edition. BJ Penn is special guest. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, Jim Miller up against Clay Guida. Ninety-six fights uh, between them. Is there really ninety-six? There is, yeah. So uh, 30, 30 to thirteen for Jim Miller. Thirty-five, eighteen. Clay Guida. Two legends recently in the Hall of Fame, of course. Clay Guida. I think that both of them have won quite a few of their last fights, though. Two of uh, the last three for Guida, three or four for Miller. Should be a fun one, this. I, I, I can see this just being a back-and-forth fun decision either way. I wouldn't be able to tell a winner just yet. I think it's a coin flip. What are your thoughts, Joe? Also, you got any odds there? Yeah, no, I, I reckon you're right, to be honest. I think it will probably be a fun fight, isn't it? Uh, Charles Oliveira is the only one to beat them both recently, so... Be a decent little one. Like I say, it's a bit odd that it is on the co-main event, but there you go. Yeah, I've got the odds. Do you want to go as a guess with a favourite again? Um, I'm ju- judging this by the fact Jim Miller is... I think this is in New Jersey, isn't it? It is. It is, yeah. Yeah, so Jim Miller will be in his hometown. I'll give him the favouritism purely on that. Yeah, you're right. 8 to 15. So it's quite tight then. So, yeah, it's a coin flip, really. Um but yeah, it'd be good to see Jim Miller get a win in his hometown. Who knows? Maybe hang him up every week. I tell someone to retire, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? I've been doing it for years. No, these yeah, lads. I know. Yeah, definitely. You got any picks, Joe, for that I early pro- one? Jim Miller at the moment. Yeah, Jim Miller. I think. I think. I think his last win, couple of wins, maybe been at a little bit of a better level. 
Yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah. It's a fair point, but you've got to take into consideration uh, with the new pick system, you've got to be clever with it, haven't you? So uh, make some shrewdies. <laughs> There's got to be some shrewdies in the rest of this card. That's it. Bloody hell. Well, I'm, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to come up straight out and be honest. I haven't even got picks info on all the rest of the, the, the fights on this card because there's just you know there's not too much to say about them but I've got a couple to throw at you hit me so this one's I'm taking a little bit of a shot in the dark here but I'm going to take a gamble and I'm going to say that this is going to be a pretty decent fight light heavyweight division Darko Stosic who lost to Devin Clark last time out unanimous decision on his UFC debut only his second loss so far he's up against Kennedy Unzchekwu who we saw was doing well against Paul Craig, but then got subbed last minute in the with a triangle. Do you remember that one? I certainly do, yeah. Yeah, so that was his first professional loss. Six to one record now. And I think this will be a decent fight, actually. I thought Unzincheckwu looked okay in that fight until Paul Craig pulled off his magic, as he so often does. But eight to thirteen favourite Stosic, six to five for Kennedy. Decent little one I'm yeah, I'm kinda of going out on a limb and I'm saying I think that might be okay. <laughs> might be okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think we were quite high on Stosic as well before his recent loss. Talking of losses, actually. Three of the fights, Joe, on the main card. Oh, so what's six, this? you got a little fact six, for me. So that's six fighters, if your maths is right. Yep. Are all coming off losses, which is pretty mental for a main card, I think, for a, supposedly a big card on ESPN. I thought it was quite interesting, so I thought I'd throw it in there. Sam, is it a five-fight main card? Six. Oh, sorry. So, six fight main card. You got Darko Stosic, Kennedy Unzechubu. Yes. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> Scott, Scott Holtzman, Dong Hyung Ma, Gerald Mershat, and Trevin Giles all coming off losses. And they open the uh, the main card, them first three fights. Yeah, that's... Uh... It just shows you the, the level of the, the, the card for me. I mean, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that. I'd like to see some implications with these fights. I want to see winners fighting winners, you know what I mean? No, do you know what? I think you're right. I think if you look at the, over the course of last week, this week, next week, when you think we had 2-3-9 not too long ago, I think there's a prime opportunity for them to maybe have taken a break for one or two weeks and not put any, any fights on. Even though we get a little bit bored when they do that. Yeah. I think when you, you know, with that little stat there, or maybe it doesn't mean so much in MMA. It's not like boxing where having a loss, you losing your last fight, it's not the end of the world. But this is meant to be a main event, isn't it? Of sort of a prime, you know, prime product of the USC. So that is, isn't, it's not the best selling point. I mean, I don't mind that sort of stuff on the prelims, but on the main yeah. card, you, you like to think, uh, oh, there's plenty of, obviously there is plenty of stake all the time, but there's implications in getting into rankings, into title contention and things of that nature. But when you've got, Having one, okay, yeah, that's fine. But when three of the six, so 50% in a main card, maths again, are all coming off losses, I don't know. I don't know, I thought it was a bit strange and I thought I'd throw it in there for good measure. No, but, yeah, I like it. You've got me on a nice little downer now. So uh, Someone who's on a coming off a win, a couple of wins actually, Nazrat Hakparast, uh, very impressive last time out. I don't know if you remember, Joe beat Mark to Casey. Yeah. Uh, fight- Tri-star with Faraz Sahabi, uh, Afghanistanian. Looks like little Kelvin Gastelum, that fella. I'm looking forward to seeing him in fight. He's 10-2. and two. He looks a monster. Nice. We'll keep an eye out for that one. What about Claudio Silva? He's been brought in last minute on the prelims, this one. I thought, to be honest, you could chuck this on the main card, I would have thought. He's up against Carl Williams. 
He's uh, on his UFC debut. He's got an 11 one record, lots of KOs, got a flying armbar on his record as well. So he's obviously done a few bits before. But Claudio Silva, yeah, we remember him beating Danny Roberts in London. Bit of an odd finish, slightly controversial. But he beat Leon Edwards before. He's 13 and one. Obviously took a bit of a break, but yeah, 11 to five for Claudio Silva. I think that'd be a nice little knock. Yeah, I always support Claudio Silva. He's London-based, um, quality jiu-jitsu, so he's always exciting to watch. Um, funny seeing him on the prelims again, though, like you say. I so know, crazy. He yeah. never seems to get like kick on and fight on these big cards, but is what it is. Hopefully another win for him. Uh, Mickey Gall as well, he's always yeah, reasonably that. exciting. Yeah, but, it'd, be, it'd be nice to see him get a win. He seems like a decent character, I think. Uh I think he's where he should be in the card, though. I think so. I think yeah. it's 5-2 or whatever. He's probably rushed a bit too quickly, and then he found his sort of level. Um, and you need to build him up a bit bit better this time round because he's certainly got the talent, and he's young enough. So hopefully they, they do right by him by building him up slowly this time. Any more for me? Not really, mate. No? Nah. No. Nah. All right. That's it for me. So overall, I've, it might be okay. Main event is just superb isn't it that's the main event puts you know it, it carries this card no problems whatsoever so whichever w- whatever happens I'm, st- I'm still looking forward to this fight card this weekend they might they might have played it quite well UFC really they, they've managed to give all these blokes with winning losing records like you say give them a load of fights and maybe sort that out a little bit and to kind of settle it make it fair they've given us Covington and Lawler as the main event so I'll take it well, they tend to be decent fights, both fights coming off losses. Yeah, yeah, it's true. They, they know how much is at stake. But, um, yeah, but that's for different reasons altogether. I'm just saying on a main card, there should be... Yeah, agree. No, I agree, yeah. Old, but, yeah, decent card. It may well turn out to be okay. I'm at a stag do next weekend, so I might struggle to see it. Stag, so, eh? Yeah, another stag in Leeds. Leeds, so, Leeds, 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 Leeds. Exactly that, exactly that. It's meant to piss down. So, uh, nice. make the change from up north, but should be good. All right, then, my son. We'll wrap this one up, then, I think. So yeah, let's do it. Let's wrap it. We are Split Decision UK. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you could let go onto iTunes, leave us a little review. If you don't mind, that would make a big difference. Even if you just want to slate us or give us con- constructive criticism, that'd be massively appreciated, and that, that'd do us a world of good. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, Split Decision UK. And we do have a website launching very soon, myself and Matthew. We're going to turn our hands to a little bit of writing. We're going to put some interesting stuff out there. Nothing too wordy, nothing like that. Just general fan chit-chat, I think. So I think something to keep your eyes peeled for. We'll, we'll announce that when, when that's all ready to go. But other than that, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Farewell. <laughs>